This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. You are watching Leicester Till I Die TV. Good day, good morning, good afternoon, good night, goodbye. Hello, wherever you are in the world, it's LTID TV from Leicester Till I Die. Thank you for joining us, whether that is via YouTube, uh, uh, live or catch up, or you are listening to us on your favourite podcast platform. It is a pleasure to be here. As you can see, uh, well, it's Sunday night. Uh, we don't usually pop up on a Sunday night, but let's face it, you've got, you've got a choice. One man and his dog or two men and their team. And, of course, this is the two men and their team option. Let it, never let it be said that I call Brad a dog. Uh, but as you can see from uh, from his picture there, he is still down, still down in uh, in Cornwall. Personally, I, I think he's got a woman. I think he's got a woman. Uh, expect when he comes back and we've got him on screen that he will be a married man. Uh, good evening, Brad. How are you doing? <laughs> I don't know why you come up with such wild ideas, mate. That's that's <laughs> that's not the case. I'm good, thanks. Uh, we were saying right, backstage, why, weren't we? Why are 
why else would you want to stop in Cornwall? I mean, you know, what is it? I'm trying to, oh, I'm here for a gangsters protest to not allow them into the continent. <laughs> <laughs> well, fair enough. Fair enough, you know. Uh, if that's the reason that you are there, then why not? Why not? Not yeah. everybody loves a gangster. Um, we're going to be looking um, today, as you can see there, it's, it's the transfer show. These will probably be sort of either weekly and then specials as and when we actually sign somebody. Uh, the specials will just be on that particular signing. Um, I'm not going to do them if, if players leave, but this, these are just going to be the general ones uh, and not sort of a news now roundup where we're talking about somebody that we've been linked from out of Mongolia um, and it's going to come in with his goat herd. We're just going to stick to the main ones, aren't we, Brad? Yeah, like the North Macedonian uh, rumours, you know, <laughs> them sort of players, the special ones. We'll, we'll, we'll only be focusing on them. Well, I believe if if North Macedonia are looking for a new national team manager, Wayne Rooney is available, of course. Don't you disrespect my North Macedonia with that slur <laughs> saying he's available. <laughs> I could have said Frank Lampard. I'll, I'll leave. I know, you figured out the clue. <laughs> I am playing with fire a little bit, aren't I? Just uh, a bit, just a bit. Next was Stephen Gerrard's assistant, and I was booting you out. <laughs> <laughs> Gray is in. Good evening, Gray. Uh, Highfields on his um, uh, alimony tour is in. Good evening, Highfields. Craig as well. Hi, Craig. How are you doing? Spencer, hello, hello, hello. And Gray is laughing at the Rooney comment. Uh, they, I love the fact that they picked up an old... Uh, uh, post that he'd put out on Twitter that said, one day I want to be Manchester United manager. Um, I think that might be the under 10s, though, that might be said. Um, but look, it's going to be an interesting January window. I think we all sort of went into this window, um, Brad, thinking, hey, you know, it's going to be great, you know, top of the league, let's go and get some players in and let's just smash it. And then uh, Enzo comes out and says, actually, guys, hang on a little bit. Um, we've got 25 squad players, we've got to let some go before we can sign them in, and now he's saying we've got to sell before we can buy as well. Everson's gone, and we'll come on to that in a second, so there is one squad place there. A little bit of deja vu here, Brad, from the other summer? Um, not not so much, because we're in a, better, a lot better situ uh, situation squad-wise. Um that's all obviously subject to change at the end of the season again with a few players. But I think if you looked at the list of players that we potentially lose for nothing in the summer at this rate, the, the only standout one that I, I know of, and someone might correct me with a few other names, is, is Ndidi. Mm. So that aside, I don't really think we actually need to go out and do too much drastic action. In this window, you know, we're not like, oh, I don't know, we're not like a team that plays in Whitecourt Leeds United or 463 million points off us after they were coming for us. You know, I don't think we need to panic buy and get anybody in. So, yeah. yeah. But I get what you're saying, but I, I wonder if Enzo kind of meant it in a different way. Sort of like saying that if I'm going to bring someone in, they're going to be challenging for the first team. I've got enough first team players currently here, so someone's got to go before I can add to it. Well, I was going to say that. I'm going to say hi to Craig uh, from AFC Bournemouth, up the flowers in all departments. Uh, how are you doing, Craig? We've still not had that drink. I think it's been nine months we've been trying to arrange this now. We've still not had it. Um, as you, it's because when you get talking to Craig about arranging something, he never shuts up. 
<laughs> to actually arrange it. Hello, Craig. How are you doing? The Yorkshire vet there, Paddy, of course. Um, Doug's in as well. Hello, Doug. How are you? Um, obviously happy with the win today. Look, if you're going to bring somebody in, Brad, there's no point bringing that per anybody in unless that person is going to improve what you've got. Now, I know it's slightly different in January because when you talk in January window, sometimes, um, you know, you're buying because of injury or you, you etc. Um, but <laughs> how many points? 10 points clear of, of second, 13 points or something more than that clear of third. Who can we bring in that can improve what we've got? Yeah, exactly that. And uh, look, I know it doesn't make too, too much of a of, of a difference. It's probably a little bit easier actually in the championship to maybe get someone in on a cheaper wage or something like that. I can see some benefits to adding to it, but then you're jumping the gun if you're because you Leicester's position, Chris, and the strength of that squad and the quality of the depth of that squad. More importantly, it, you'd you'd be buying for next season. And like I said, you're jumping the gun. I know, like you said, I don't. Don't want to jinx it. Don't want to Kevin Keegan our season here, which I don't see happening. But never say never, sort of thing. But you know, like I said, thirteen points clear of of, of third, seventeen points clear of Leeds. Because I'm going to keep reminding them of it every time, just in case there's a Leeds fan in here. Why not? Uh, yeah, when when everybody said that someone's got to blink, Leicester Leicester kept their eyes wide open, didn't they? And and they've not blinked. In fact, if anything, they've been they've rolled their sleeves up and shown they've got it. So. Yeah, don't. We said this after the post match uh, and talked about uh, talked about it during the Millwall game, didn't we, Chris? Where it's like there's no point in us bringing someone in for the sake of bringing someone in because we're in, we're in a great position all round. We don't need anyone just for the sake of it. Yeah, I mean, when when you look at, I mean, you know, to my mind, January basically people know that you're buying because you're desperate. Um, so they're going to up the price anyway. Um, that's a, and I said, and I've said this to you many times, and I've said it on the show many times. Go back to Newcastle and the Kevin Keegan had love it season, you know, bringing Aspilla in to a team that was was it ten points clear of Man United at the time. Um, as a great player as he was, you've got to say he disrupted that team and was probably. Not his fault, but one of the reasons, um, as good as he was, that Man United ended up catching Newcastle. Yeah, and it's 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 one that's never really talked about because the meltdown of Keegan was more ironic, uh, more more iconic than, than than the destruction of the signing. But that that's that's the sign of when it can all go wrong. I mean, yeah. I don't want to. Some Leicester fans might remember this. There might be some that are watching this that don't quite remember it. And I, I know you will, Chris, because it's early nineties. And um, I think Mark, I think I'm on about the Mark McGee era. We were top of Christmas. We, it wasn't as bad. I know that that sworn name that thou shall not be mentioned. I know, yeah, every time. But it's like any of these names, like Tater Peeler as well. It just sends a heebie-jeebies down you. Yeah. But when when he left us, we were top of Christmas, weren't we, Chris? If you remember rightly, that season. Um, it wasn't as big a gap as what it is now, but we were still technically top at Christmas. It wasn't, we didn't have the luxury we have now, but that was when O'Neill came in and it went wrong before it went right, didn't it? So that was a season that was, um, I'm not, not always, I always have in the back of my uh, 
head when I think of being top at this point. And then I didn't think we were top when O'Neill came in. I thought we were in the playoffs, you know, in the top six, but I didn't think we were top. But I'll, 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 I'll oh, maybe, 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 maybe we dropped a bit when the rumors started about McGee. I think we might have actually dropped out of top spot, but we were top at Christmas under yeah. Mark McGee. And then, yeah, then I think when the rumors circled, the, the, the players' heads went a little bit, didn't they? Because they weren't yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, once once the I mean, once that rumor started, it's like last season with the bell end, wasn't it? Once the rumors all started, it just went a mess. Yeah. I mean, we know there are a lot of players whose contracts are up in the summer. Um, you know, uh, we've got uh, Yannick Vestergaard. Uh, I think Ricardo is as well in DD Kalecci. Uh, I'm not sure about Dennis Pratt. Um, but you know, there's a lot of we've obviously got the loan players that we haven't signed, uh, and I'm not going to say Cody or Cashini because the chances are they may go back to their clubs. But you know, Fatuu and Eunice are the other two. But let's wait and see where we are at the end of this season, yeah, definitely. Can't get ahead of ourselves, we just need to get over the line. There's no point in buying just for the sake of buying. Um, that said. You know, the, for some reason, um, you know, we keep getting linked with a centre-back. Um, there's one of those we're going to be coming on to in a minute. Um, but, you know, we, we've got Suter, uh, who hasn't let us down in the two games that he's played, but he just doesn't seem to be in in, in uh, Enzo's plans. Um, and we've got Christensen, obviously, still in the squad, but he doesn't fit into his plans either. Uh, it's... If they'd said, if you'd said to me, well, I had actually, I actually said in December, if we don't actually physically sign somebody in um, January, I wouldn't be bothered. And I think if we don't, what a message that sends out to the rest of the league. Yeah, it does. And it sends a message out to the players that he trusts what he's got in front of him. There's no necessity that, unless that player themselves goes, look, uh, I'm, um, you know, they could, and a player doesn't always have to be on bad terms to leave a club either. You know, unless someone like a Dennis Pratt, and I, I, I don't, I hate the fact that we always talk about Dennis Pratt when it comes to transfers away and and whatnot. But he's a, a player that he's a fan favourite, and he's one of them players. I'm, I'm sure there's been many a player sort of like him down the line that Leicester fans have loved. But he's just so in, and he's like an injury prone player that you really want to see the best of. But he might say, you know, he they're the sort of players you're looking at in January that might have potential to potentially go. Anyway, I know we're going to go through um, players and yeah. that yeah. throughout the uh, show. Uh, but Yeah, I, t- totally. Um, um, but, yeah, like, I, I say, if it, the other thing is, if we are going to get anybody in January, there's a lot to be said for getting them in on loan. You know, can you imagine yeah. if we'd bought Tete? Um, oh, God. I know. Uh, but then again, look at how, you know, it worked out for uh, Tielemans. Got him in January on loan, proved that we wanted him. Um, but we've, as it says there, we've only got one loan space available. We've already got the yeah. We're allowed five. We've got four. Um, you're only allowed five on the bench. So there's no point in bringing in more, let's be honest with you. Uh, the other option, of course, is to make either Fatawu or Eunice permanent. Uh, Eunice, I don't think he's quite there yet. Fatawu, obviously, he's not only there, he's around the corner and up the street. But sign him now. Yeah, <laughs> that's I what I would say. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I don't think that's in Enzo's plans because I think he's, he's, we've got, let's face it, we've got first choice on him. 
the only yeah. thing we'd be buying in now is to be sort of saying, you know, we want that extra loan space. But I think he's sort of said, you know, he's not gone to AFCON, and that's something we're going to be talking about on tomorrow night's um, debate show. But he's not going to AFCON, and he's sort of saying, well, he's got, you know, he can prove himself to us now. So he's still keeping Fataru, saying like, yeah, you know, if you want this, you know, as much as you appear to be saying you want it, you've still got to prove it to me. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. And, and the bigger picture always becomes available more in the summer. With a club in Leicester's position, I think if you went to anybody that's in the automatic promotion zones in the leagues below, would probably, unless they're forced to with an injury, um, we know obviously one player... Um, which I didn't know about until you brought it up, was indeed his injury. But we've already got that sorted with, with two players that you've already spoke about, you know, the two other loanies that we spoke about. So, you know, most teams in our position will not want to do business in the window unless it's hugely necessary or a flux of players decide for whatever reason to, to, to maybe move move now sort of thing. Um it's a good position to be in, let's be honest. I'd rather us not need people than need people and not be, not being able to get them in. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, I mean, Scott's just saying they're uh, happy with having units as a potential obligation to buy. I don't know if he is, um, and I'll stand corrected if he is. Uh, I didn't think we'd got the option to buy it on him. Uh, but if we have, he's not let us down um, at all. And he's been developed into that midfield rather than the winger role, isn't he, Brad? But he still obviously is the, a, an option as a winger as well. Yeah, he's, he's versatile. Enzo likes a player that can play in multiple roles. And he likes his players that are a little bit outside the box. It's not often you can have somebody that you can shift out wide and then put in the middle. Yeah. You know, and, and kind of the reverse of what he's got Pereira doing this season. He starts out wide, but actually his invertedness means he has to play in the middle and well I've already mentioned him once it's a shame we won't get to see him until the latter end of the year play for us again but indeedy his positional change you know so there's a benefit to him and I think that's why he did so much business and as quick business as possible in the January win in the summer window mm. because he maybe had an eye on some players that maybe said they'd stay but I've already maybe agreed that after the contract's coming to an end, they're not going to stay past that because they just want to help Leicester get back and then move on. We don't know what's going on because, mm. you know, Eunice to me, Chris, he screams, a, and I'm sorry to say his name again, but he, he, he screams a perfect squad player to replace someone like Dennis Pratt if their contract isn't renewed. Yeah, uh, over the next six months. Just, so really I like him. I do like him. I like him. I like him. And I'm just reading on the website here um, that it doesn't say, it just says we've got him on loan for a season. It doesn't say an option to buy. So I don't know. I don't know. If if they said, that they were, look, Chowdhury, let's for example say, uh, and, and if Vestergaard was to sign an extension, neither of those are going to be probably first team choices when we're in the Premier League. But as squad players, we, we have to have a squad. We can, you know, we are Leicester. We're not Manchester City. We're not Liverpool. We cannot have 25 first teamers that are going to be fighting for the 11th spots, are we? You know, we, they're not going to be happy to sit on the bench at Leicester the way they are sat on the bench at Manchester City on five times the wages. No, of course not. Football's a business at the end of the day and there's not a 
there's not many a player here except for our own youth products that actually have the loyalty to Leicester and yeah. even that's a you know even loyalty amongst uh, homegrown talents not a foregone thing um but look again it's a nice position for us to be at you, you never know chris I know, I, I know people made the connection for obvious reasons of where enzo's been and, and what that you know and, mm-hmm. and how how he's got us playing football but the way he has that team changing every week, you know, not well, not every week. You know, I, I know he's got a core set, obviously, but he he gives them players the feeling that they're, they're actually going to get some game time. That and maybe that they, you know, that's ultimately on them. They they have to decide: Am I actually going to be happy knowing I'm actually going to get some some football? Because Pep does it in the Premier League. You look at the back line, it changes actually out of nowhere. Somebody gets a run of games because they've worked hard on a training ground. I mean, I laughed at them when I saw Nathan Ake. Now he plays every so often for him. And that's t- taken a while, but he's yeah. getting game time. So who knows with these players, they might even decide to go, you know what, I'd rather give myself another two years here and sit sit on the bench knowing I'm going to get a chance to have an impact. Yeah. And we have to be careful that we don't do a Burnley. And we have to, so as good as everything's going this season, I'm sure Burnley weren't expecting the season they're having now after the season they had last last season. Problem is, of course, they had a lot of lone players. I think four or five that um, that have sort of obviously gone back to their clubs. Then suddenly it's like shit. So that's the problem with having too many lone signings. You know, I mean, you would think Cashaday and Doyle are going to go back to Chelsea and Man City respectively. So we've only got the two to sort of kind of worry about. And possibly, I think if we wanted Eunice, we could get him. But we've got to be careful that we don't end up with suddenly four or five players that we've got in on loan, all going, all going back to our clubs now. And then you, you're back in the deep doo-doo. It's not just a case of adding, it's a case of filling, isn't it? Yeah, and again, that's why I think it's great the way Enzo doesn't just have like a first team uh, and just a cup man, uh, you know, a cup squad. We don't. It's not like we see these players once in a blue, in a blue moon that, that come off the bench. And we kind of go, oh yeah, this is where we'll play these because they've not played all season. Now we've seen from this season the need to rotate because the games come thick and faster, thicker and faster in the championship has has kind of paved its way, and it, it does help us because, like you say, uh, uh, I mean, uh, another thing is as well, Chris. You know, with these this 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 Fatawu situation, where it, I think it's a mandatory if certain requirements are met. Yeah, um, we have to. Start. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I think there's also there was also something about a percentage of games he has to play as well. I'm sure there's added things to it, but whatever it is, and whether there is or isn't with Eunice, we don't know. Some some say there is, some say there isn't. Um, but it helps our situation to make them per- permanent because. You get too settled and reliant on these loanies, like you say, Chris. If they all go back, I mean, the only thing that maybe works in Leicester's favour that's a bit better to Burnley with a great respect to them is if Chelsea didn't want to sell Cassidy, but Enzo was pleased with him and they wanted to loan him out, you'd probably feel that he, you'd hope that him getting a decent time at Leicester, if that was an option, that we might take that option to loan the other two back yeah. if, if we couldn't get them permanently. Yeah, no, no, no. It's going to it's going to be interesting, isn't it? But like we say, in in Enzo and Top, we trust. 
We weren't saying that this time last <laughs> last season. Um, right, let's have a look at uh, a few of the names. So we're only going to do, do do the sort of the the the, the bonds we know or, or the one you know that, that we think may happen or hope will happen. Uh, Everson, well, we're down from five to to four. Um, we'll come on to another one in a minute, but let's look at Everson first because he's a done deal. I had no idea about this until yesterday morning when I got a message, or was it Friday morning, possibly Friday morning, when I got a text message off um, the guy that runs the um, um, Stoke City website saying, uh, what's he like? Is he any good? <laughs> I went, why? You know, he said, well, apparently he's having a medical. Uh, it's all gone through. It's only a loan uh, sign uh, deal till the end of the season. Um, but, he signed a five and a half year deal, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did, and right. uh, I, I think that but makes it obvious. Yeah, which is probably more obvious to why he's going to be alone. And I hope he doesn't become a goalkeeper. That unfortunately, due to Stalarchit being Enzo's number two, uh, he doesn't get caught in like that loop of goalkeepers. You know, because he does deserve to be playing first team football. Um, so I'm glad to see him go out on loan. Um, you know, it's Stoke City with the greatest respect. Then they're, they're not challenging for a playoff spot. They're not. They're not yeah. knocking on our door. So it's not. It's not going to like a divisional rival in that sort of sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, he obviously. Well, I'm assuming here that, that Les will have agreement and he won't be able to play against us. I know sometimes you can do something with loans yeah. to have him play against you. I can't imagine he would, but he, he deserves to be out there playing. Um, regular football so this is a good decision we've got a glut of goalkeepers and like I said Stalarchik's the second choice for Enzo so he's not getting a game for us anytime soon so yeah it's it's a good move it benefits everybody and I, it, the way this sort of came out of nowhere and happened so quickly it kind of feels like this has been something they've been working on in the background almost prepping for January as best they can I mean you know that takes us he, he was a squad member um, apparently we had four goalkeepers in the squad He was a squad, uh, one of the squad members So it does release that one place up in the squad Should we wish to add uh, another person in there um, Yeah, look, he signed a five and a half year extension to his contract last season Which seemed a bit weird But then at the end of the day, last season um, I suppose we were desperate for to keep hold of a goalkeeper, weren't we? And he looked Let's face it, if he'd have been our number one choice this season, Brad, none of us would have been surprised, would we? No, well, I I was one when we talked about it, kind of fresh off the, you know, licking our wounds from the relegation. We did a show, didn't we, Chris? We kind of discussed the relegation, the implications, and we were getting asked, I think, may have even been a Monday night show that we did, and we basically people were asking, what do we think, who's going to be number one next season? And we were, we was like, this isn't a position we need to worry about next season. Yeah. We've got a, yeah. we've got a number one in, in Iverson, and then it's up to Danny Ward. Maybe we need a number two, but uh, if if Ward seems happy with the bench, um, yeah, we've got our goalkeeper situation sorted. So yeah. I mean, I remember, I remember when Madsen signed. I actually was like, really, do we need another goalkeeper? Your best friend Jordan Blackwell was caught cold by Hermanson signing. Um, <laughs> and then I think we're all going like Stolichik. Is it Stolich? I don't know how to pronounce his name. Um, why you know, but and that was one of the things I said to Stoke. You know, he's not a natural sweeper keeper, is he? You know, we know no. Mads is 
Um, and and Stolchik, look, I had no worries about him being in goal on, on Saturday. No, he, he made some good saves. Play. Made some good yeah. saves, didn't he, yesterday? This yeah. was quite reliable. Uh, look, I wish Everson all the best. I think at the end of the season, what we're also doing is keeping him fit and putting him in the shot window because he's not been in the shot window for six months. He's not even been on the TV screen when we've been playing because he's not been on the bench. So, um, yeah. you know, it, it, I don't think he's going to want to be the third choice because Smithers is the other one, of course. His contract's up at the end of the season. Uh, and he's basically... And I accept that, OK, we've got number one, we've got number two. You need a third choice goalkeeper. Of course you do, because if your first one gets injured, your second one moves up. If he gets injured, you need to bring somebody on in the game. You need three keepers. I don't think Everson is going to want to stay and be a third um, third choice keeper. He's been, you know, um, on loan at other clubs. He's been first choice. Uh, I think he'd be, be quite happy to drop even down a division to get regular game time. But wish him all the best. Um, didn't yeah. let him down. And, uh, but let's be honest with you, we don't need five, do we? No, no, we certainly don't. And and yeah, he does. He deserves, like I said earlier, he deserves to be playing first team choice football. And he's at that point in his career where it's good that he's making that step out um, to to find it. Yes, yeah. Uh, and then there could be three. Uh, Danny Ward has been linked with um, Sheffield United. Then again, so has Kashbush Michael. Um, but. Is also today. I only discovered he's also uh, shown, been shown interest from Cardiff City. Um, hmm. Again, look, I like Danny Ward. Uh, he never let us down when he was the number two, but he got no chance. He played one Premier League game while Casper was here, but when he played in the cup. He never let us down, it, even for the fact I think he was a good a good uh, penalty uh, keeper as well. You know, he won a lot of penalty shootouts, um, and I think he I think he was the fall guy for that for last season. I don't think he was bad as people make out when you've got the sort of defence that he had in front of him. You may you may correct me. I mean, you, I, I whisper this, but Brad being part of the goalkeepers' union. Do you think I'm being fair there, or do you think I'm giving him too much praise? Um, no, it's, it's difficult. It, it is difficult when you've joined the club and you see the calibre. Kind of the same issue at the front of the pitch, don't we? Not so much now because that inevitable time of Vardy being replaced has is, is, is come a bit more natural. Uh, it, you know, but at the other end, when, you, when you're a goalkeeper and you... you you're sat there and Casper Schmeichel's playing literally every single game. You're not even getting a cup game after his running the cup as well. He, mm. You know, people forget that. You know, we, we played some good teams in penalty shootouts and he made some good saves. He kind of reminds me of Peggy off Axad. Yes. You yeah. know, he was, you know, and, you know, because he was a very good cup goalkeeper, a very good number two, great at saving penalties. But, you know, the, when the opportunity arose, and, and, and I remember Casey Keller move on, I expected Peggy off Axel. I wanted Peggy off Axel to be our number one, and we went out, and then I think we got Tim Flowers, didn't we? Mm. Um, he didn't he, of all places? Yeah, yeah, which is very strange, because he didn't want to be a number two, which is 
weird because their goalkeeper, I think, was like Vesterveld at the time. There was no way he was getting him out of goal. So I don't know why he went to Liverpool of all places, but then probably money uh, was the better option. But Ward, Ward, would you not yeah. see him as number two at Liverpool than Leicester? Yeah. Oh, I can imagine it was double, double yeah. the price back but then. Even, but even so, we have to accept, despite what we've done in the last nine seasons, we are not a Liverpool and Arsenal, a Tottenham, or anybody like that. They've still got the draw of being the bigger clubs, haven't they? Yeah, of course they do. They're they're always going to have it. And the, the, the only difference is, is Leicester were kind of forced to keep their goalkeepers, weren't they? Because of the situation of FFP, yeah. because because the other areas were more important, because we had Iverson, well, we still got these players, we had Ward, Iverson, Jakubovic, getting a goalkeeper in the first choice just wasn't the priority. We needed strengthening in other areas. Um, but we, can, and again, kind of, even though he's the bell end, he was kept in the dark, so we have to remember that as well. You know, we, we did do the discussion about the whole scenario. Go and check it out. Guys, we did a video, didn't we, Chris, about it, talking about it, yeah. you know, the transfer thing. And I feel like Danny Ward was scapegoated. I think you're right. He was chucked under the bus. And yes, he did make a few errors with the goals. He, he didn't have, he wasn't perfect by anyone's means, but he was not as terrible as, as people were making out. And it's almost like instead of, you know, instead of kind of, because the goalkeepers get the blame, don't they, Chris? When we're losing games 5 2, 6 2s, 4 1s, it isn't, you know, everybody gets a rollicking, obviously, but the vote. The, the guy who's picking the ball out of his net must be crap because he's conceding mm. when realistically he was making about as many double the amount of saves that he was for goals he was shipping in that's how bad we were so yeah I agree with you on that point I think Danny Dan Iverson maybe feel a little bit cheated out of their respective positions in the club mm. um, for, for keeping out number one duty. so I'm not surprised the rumours come around for him um, and again, like Iverson, I kind of hope he gets it because he shouldn't be a third, fourth, fifth choice goalkeeper on the no. list. It's ridiculous. No. I think he would fit in, well, at either of those two clubs, you know, Cardiff City or Sheffield United. Uh, I think he'd be okay for them. Um, get rid of Ward off the wage bill. Just out of interest, Danny Ward, his contract expires 30th of June 2025. So we have got him for uh, another year. Uh, Stolchik is 2026. Um, Everson isn't even actually on my list, I suppose, because he, he, he's, he's, he's moved now. Uh, but I do know he did sign the five and a half year deal. Um, like I say, last season extension. Um, interestingly, uh, Jakub, let's call him Jakub, shall we? I didn't know, I've forgotten what his first name was. Jakub, if we can do it, if we can call Akagun Yunus. I'm sure we, we sure we can call Stolcherik Jakub. So Jakub is um, he signed with us till 2026, uh, just out of interest. And uh, Zelko Kalic, you know, we joke about him, and I always used to call him Dracula because um, he was afraid of crosses. But uh, he went on to play for AC Milan and in the Champions League. So um, yeah, I know contracts mean nothing, Gray. You you're quite right there. But if he doesn't want to go. A bit like like Yannick didn't. He can. What I'm saying is, he can sit there until 2025. That's how long we'd have to pay him off. So, like you're saying, get him off the wage bill. Yes, but that's how long we we, we could possibly have him on the wage bill for. Um, right um, now, this were this gentleman left, but he may be coming back. Uh, and this again, um, 
Brad, it's down to, uh, of course, they've got a new manager now, Sheffield United, or a returning manager, um, who um, wants to bring more loan players in. And I, I kind of guess that makes sense, because when you look where Sheffield United are, they don't know, although they've probably got a good idea where they're going to be next uh, next year, next season. But there's no point playing big money out and then you get relegated and you're stuck with those players. But to bring in loans, they've got to get rid of loans. And the rumours are that Thomas is going to be coming back to uh, back to Leicester. And I'm sure loaned straight out or sold again. Yeah, it's a bit disappointing, isn't it? Because, again, a player that you kind of sympathise, he was thrusted into the first team when we went through that injury crisis. Hmm. Uh, he he seems to have been a little bit of a scapegoat at times for his performances. Of <laughs> a uh, scapegoat, don't they? I know, right? They go they go hand in hand, especially from the left back area. Apparently, with Chilwell yeah. being another one. Yeah, but this is just a bit disappointed because if he does get cut, if he does get cut from Sheffield United, you know, you just said about you know where they are in the league and how they're struggling, and if he's getting turned back to us because he's not deemed good enough to help keep them up. It doesn't say a lot for his future. And then it all just depends how quickly can Leicester get him back think, out the door, either yeah. permanently or on loan, because he's not got a place in this team. I'm he sorry, I, I, wish he, I wish he did, but he doesn't. I mean, um, Spencer says Thomas won't fit in here now. Gray says Thomas won't be for Enzo. Agree to agree with both of you guys. I think if he if he was, he would still be here, you know. And again, look, you know, people went, oh, ain't he rubbish? I mean, they were saying they were saying Chilwell was rubbish when he was England's first choice left back. Uh, Leicester fans do love to hate a particular player, and I'm, I've been there myself. You know, we all do have our favourites, but um, look, if he was part of Enzo's plans, I'd, he wouldn't have gone. Um, we know that he likes a left-footed defender. Uh, that's why Doyle uh, is getting, you know, the the the, the starts and and had the starts at the start of the season. There's a lot of starts in there, I know. But Thomas never let us down. Scored a worldly was it against Man United when he actually shouted to Jamie Vardy to leave the ball for him. Um, played in Europe for us. Um, we would have been absolutely fucked without him. Yeah, he's definitely stepped up a million credit to us when we needed him. It's just unfortunate the way it's kind of gone a bit stop-start-ish for him. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at UH1.com. That's UH1.com. Away days are great, but when you can't play away, there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. With, with, his, with his career. Um, but yeah, very reliable when we've needed to be in, in, in big moments. You know, it's not, it's not a picnic to defend in the, 
in the uh, Premier League, especially when Leicester are maintaining such a high a high finish in the leagues, that the mm. pressure's on you even more to not make mistakes because they get scrutinised more because it's more noticeable when a little Leicester's in the top five um, seasons, you know, for a few seasons yeah. in a row. So, yeah, I mean, he's never, he's not going to leave, you know, he's going to leave a few memories for me if he does move on. And I think he will. I, I just don't think he suits the Enzo style, um, which is a bit no. of a shame. You know, he's a talent that's come through the ranks, but I also want to see him do well. So, might be a summer mm. uh, situation where we get the move on, but I, I would get, I would take either, either or. I mean, he will if he comes back and stays. He's not going to get in the squad. I wouldn't have thought, unless we're into the position where we have a spare place available. So let's let's not fill it full of goalkeepers. Let's stick a, another player in. But if we've got if we've got a full twenty five man squad. He, we're just going to be being, paying his wages for six months, aren't we? That's the thing. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And you want to kind of get him somewhere. And let's um, have a look as well. Within this sort of space of talking of Thomas, we've got it, and I wasn't, I'm not going to sort of go into details on him, but Christianson, another fantastic player, but just doesn't fit into the new manager's um, way of playing. No. However, I know there's a there's a, there's like a weird sort of agreement with his loan, but it, that well, he is a player. I'm going to say that they're trying to knock the price down, aren't they? Yeah, and I for for me, I still say this: Christensen's pace and his ability to drive with wins. I think he can become a part. I, unlike Thomas, I actually feel like Christensen still has a chance to become part of Enzo's thing in the summer. That might be something that gets revalued. I don't know. I don't know how he's playing, where he's playing. The problem with Christensen is he doesn't want to adapt. Yeah, if that's the case, then that's another one we need to move on, because he's on a long contract with us, isn't he? He signed a five-year deal when we had him. So Christensen's not... I will tell you, because I've actually got those details up here. Uh, All I need to do is try and... for um, me, that will literally come down to him as a person and him as a player. If he wants to move, then we've we've got him on a contract, so we can we've got a few years to try and sell him if that's the case. Uh, but, I haven't got him actually because um, well, we only signed him at the halfway point of last season, didn't we? I know because he's because he's loaned out. He's not on my list of uh, Leicester City players. That's the problem. Yeah. So, I so could be wrong. Someone in the comments might know better than me. We did only sign him. Uh, yeah, so I'm but, pretty certain it was a five-year deal he committed to as well. I won't argue with you on that. Um, Good. I'm glad you won't. <laughs> but, yeah, I, yes, it's like being an England manager. Everybody screams, well, you should be picking A, A, A. Everybody's screaming for this one player. And the manager's thinking, well, he doesn't fit into my style of play. You know, yeah. why, why, why do I put a right back in my England squad when I play three at the back, let's say? You know, and it's the same, you know, Enzo has come out and said, um, you know, he, you know, he well, not Enzo, but the rumors are that he, you know, people have come out and said, uh, or I've read it somewhere that he will not change, he doesn't he wants to play the way he plays? Uh, and fair play, you know, he's young, you know, he wants to. So, if he's not prepared to adapt, why pay his wages? You know, no, exactly. But then again, we had a deal in place with whether it was Atlanta or wherever he's gone to, um, and yeah. <laughs> 
you know, they're now trying to renege on it and, and get, a, get a deal, but I don't know. Um, but yeah, Brad is a bit part player. Look, I like Pratt. Sorry, Brad. Sorry, Pratt is a bit part player. <laughs> sorry, Brad. Um, Pratt is a bit part player. Uh, it's because of his injuries. He's a sick note, and I love Pratt. I don't think he got the chance because of the other Belgium here. But I've got to say, sell him, sell him, sell him. Because it's a bit like Johnny Evans last season, Brad. Otherwise, we're just going to be paying wages for a player that's just going to be taking up a, a you know a hospital bed. Yeah, yeah. Sadly, I, I have to agree with you. Um, although, isn't he one of the players whose contract ends this season? With us, so yeah, yeah. it might be it might be difficult to sell him, and and, and Enzo might just think, well, uh, he's reliable when he's fit, so I might might as well keep yeah. him for the sake to keep him because no one's really going to pay for him. I don't, I just can't imagine how anyone would, and if that's the case, I would mm-hmm. like to see him move on for his own good, so he can play and hopefully his injuries clear up. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you it's know, this we, window that we're, we're talking about. Buying him, I think. Yeah, if they can, then 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 yeah, then then obviously get some money for him, Pratt, while we can. But um... I, mean, I think it's something like fifteen was agreed. They want twelve now. For me, I'd say take the twelve because we're going to get out for him in the summer. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, if if that's the if what you've said about Christensen saying that's true, then there's there's no point in it. Get some money, and clubs do try the arm. They, they you know they say, look, we do want him, but. We'll give you two million less, but we're taking off your hands now. Yeah. You know that's a player that Leicester, you know, could take off the wage bill. Yeah, as as well, like you say. So yeah, it could work out. We'll see. We'll see with that one. <laughs> Craig says Pratt is a bit dodgy, can't defend, and hasn't scored this season. <laughs> but I reckon Nottingham Forest will snap him up for thirty million, though. <laughs> I don't think Brad would go to Forest. He doesn't like the queue for the gents. Uh, <laughs> no, no, we don't talk about Forest. No. Um, <laughs> look, I would, will this uh, will this happen? Um, and if so, would he be a good signing? Um, Fabio Carvalho. I mean, he, he was at Fulham um, for a couple of seasons. Uh, Forty appearances, eleven goals um, in him. Uh, Twenty twenty-two, Liverpool signed him. Um, for five million, uh, right, seven point seven with add-ons. Um, let me just say, he scored his first goal for the club. Oh, Craig Cavalier scored his first goal for um for Liverpool in the nine-nil win over AFC Bournemouth. <laughs> Hi, Craig. Uh, sorry, I just thought I'd mention that. Um, look, he's a um, let's have a look. He's a winger, stroke attacking midfielder. He said he doesn't want to leave Liverpool, and I get that. I don't think, you know, let's be honest with you, anybody would. I think it's us, and there's another team that's interested in him, I think. Um, again, we, we're talking loan. It, would, would you be interested in him? I'm not sure we need him. Hmm. And if we're going to take if we're going to take people's word for what they're saying, i.e. like what you said about Christensen, and we're saying that he said... I don't want to leave Liverpool. Then, whilst I understand that, with the greatest respect, I don't want that sort of mentality here. I don't want somebody at the football club who's not interested in really how we do because he wants to go back. You know, even if we got him on loan, Chris, what's the point? Because he's only he's only going to stop caring once the job's done for Leicester and take a wage up because he wants to go back to Liverpool. 
Uh, I don't think it's a, a move we should be making now. I know there was hype from him. I know Fulham fans were acceptant of losing him when they lost him, but they were really disappointed because they really rated him. I think he needs to be in a better headspace. If he's wanted to move, I would go for him. But if he, if what you're saying is true, that he's like, oh, I want to stay at Liverpool, he's only going to be interested in a loan move. And I just don't like it when there's that sort of thing about uh, a loan player. I'm fine with a club saying they, they don't want to sell because they, they seem to have a bit more hunger and try to impress, don't they? But if he's saying, I don't want to leave, but Liverpool are trying to get him out on loan, you talk about the Spreer with Newcastle. But then I'm just again, thinking. if he was to turn up for Liverpool again, Liverpool fans would look at that and go, he wants to stay, get behind that lad. You know, rather than him sat there saying, yeah, get me out on loan, I want to leave, I want to leave. Well, yeah, I get no, I get that. But also it's just, you, you, you talk about the Esprit of Newcastle thing. I don't want a player that has the potential, if that's a line of thinking to to you know to to come in and, and rock the boat if you will um if if it was brought if he was brought then obviously you you think well he obviously you know putting his career first and wants to go to, to come to us and i'd be happy for it I, I just wouldn't take him on loan I, I again this is one for me that it's very left field um but unless it was a permanent move um on on a loan and I think Liverpool would only let him go out on a loan uh, the problem is that he went out on loan to um, to where was it RP Leipzig and he only played nine times and that's why Liverpool have withdrawn him so we sent him out on loan he's you know and what the hell you're not playing him um, so we're going to have him back and maybe send him somewhere where he is going to be uh, be out on loan oh for me, I think this was a, this was one of the first links that came out, and it was possibly when we thought we could be losing uh, Fatawu to um, to Ghana. Is it that he plays for? Um, uh, yes, yes. Yeah. So, and of course, we're not now. So maybe there's not the need for him. Um, Scott says, you know, he, I, I can't remember who it was, but I know he's been linked with other teams, with other Premier League teams for loans. But if you are Jurgen Klopp. Do you want to loan him to another Premier League club? Um, I know you've got the saying that you know he maybe can't. You know it's in the agreement he can't play against you, but still. And look, you know <laughs> we've got loan players from Chelsea and Manchester City. I'm sure people would look at Leicester and go, "Bloody hell, look how good they're doing!" Yeah, I want my player to go there and be part of that winning mentality. But look, we'll see. I don't think it will happen now. Because, you know, I think it was earlier, like I say, with the Fataru might be losing him sort of uh, thing. So uh, we will see. We will see. Uh, now, this is an interesting one. And we've got Luke in here, uh, the true red, who is obviously a uh, a Notts Forest. I love saying Notts Forest because they hate it. Because, of course, it's Notts County. But we, we like to call them Notts Forest. Um, and uh, uh, we've been linked with their captain, um, now he's a right-footed centre-back uh, Warrell there um, This is an interesting one Because if he's going to go for a centre-back You would have thought it would have been a left-footed We're not exactly short of right-footed centre-backs You know, we've got Yannick We've got Bout We've got James uh, We've even got Harry Sutar Who I don't know why he is, you know looking at, We're looking at selling him Because I don't think he's let us down 
Um, again, your thoughts on this one? I don't really know too much about him, really. He's not one of the names in the Forest team. All right, there's five million of them, but he's not one of them that I ever hear stand out talking about. Uh, Luke would probably tell us he's the next best England size since size bread was invented, but he could also lie, lie for his back teeth because he wants rid of him and he wants us to sign him. We don't, I don't really know a lot about him. He's been injured, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, but I'm with you, Chris. That you you named our entire centre backs, and we've got players that can play that role if necessary and step across, like Justin's done this season, yeah. and and Ricardo's done at points. We've got a gluttony of centre backs, and I can't imagine, for the sake of dropping down a division, to have to earn his way into the team, to then be. Th- Second, third choice, maybe when we if we would go back into the Premiership, yeah, is Warrell that sort of player? Because I could imagine if he's if he's wanting to move because he's got you know his injuries had him knocked down the pecking order at Forest and they're in the Premier League, he's not going to want to revert back to being a bench player. He's obviously hungry to want to play. I don't think this move would benefit anybody. I think Warrell yeah. would maybe want to go to another Championship side, but one yeah. he feels he's confident of getting in their team. Uh, Luke said he's played for played for them today, so maybe I'm. Look, I, well, I mean, they conceded two goals against Blackpool, who were in League One, so that maybe we, tells we you done, we haven't done too bad with defenders and centre backs we signed from Forest, have we? No, there was a very famous uh, Forest captain of theirs that came over and said, you know, Sod's going. He shot on the red side, came over to Leicester and won a Premier League with us. Exactly, since exactly. Where's Morgan? Is a blue. Um, yeah. But uh, just reading his um, his 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 wiki page here uh, during the twenty twenty one season, Warrell regularly captained the Forest side during Lewis Graben's absence through injury. Uh, he scored against rivals Leicester City during a four one FA Cup win. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about oh, that. Typical, yeah, all right, yeah. Thanks for that. <laughs> Forest promotion to the Premier League and captained them in the one nil playoff final victory over Huddersfield Town. Um, wasn't that when um, Huddles- Nottingham Forest had 12 players on the pitch because they had a, a guy that was playing in black as well? Anyway, I could be wrong. On the 4th of August, Warrell was named Forest captain for the season in the 2022-23 Premier League season. So I'm presuming he is still captain. Um, this season he's played seven times for them, apparently. Um, uh, last few seasons, I mean, all right, this is... Nottingham Forest, um, he played the first in well, 2019-20, he played 46 times uh, in the Premier in, well in the championship, 31 times the following season, 39 times the season after, 30 times last season when they stayed up, and of course we didn't. Um so not it wouldn't be a bad signing. I don't know whether he would want, and I'm not disrespecting Luke because I hate it when People talk, you know, you talk about players from other clubs that might be joining us. Um, this isn't one that I think, I think like you say, do we need another defender? I really don't think. Why would we bring him in when we, we've got Cody, in fairness? Uh, I've forgotten to mention Cody. But look, he's um, he's 26. Now, Cody is obviously a lot, lot older. Cody's contract expires um, where are we? 2025, I think it is. 2026, sorry. So 
um, at the end of next season, uh, Connor Cody's um, contract expires. So he, he could be, be being brought in with a, with a plan to eventually replace Cody's place, if you like. But what can he offer us that Sutar can't? No, exactly, and that, that's that's what you look at. It, you know, he's not going. I just can't see him getting um, getting in the team with the with the players we've got. I, you know, it, it's the backup. He's not getting in front of that. He's going no. to be at best. He's going to be third choice because even if even if next year, let's say you're, and I'm sorry to say this, Chris. That you say it about my love child, so I'm going to say it about yours. Even if your love child, Vestergaard, decides not to stay on at Leicester and move, he'd mm. still be third choice because Cody would take that natural yeah. role. Like you said, Sutar would be his competitor for that. And, and Nelson is a youngster coming through. Obviously, Enzo seems to really like him because he's started to feature in the match day squads. And he, he obviously played, was it wasn't the full 90 against Millwall yesterday? Yes, he did. Nelson. Yeah. So, yeah. so the competition's already there, and I just feel like, and this is a, this is a, you know, a show of respect to to, to him. He, he, I feel like he he would want first team football, yeah. And I just don't think he he would get that here. I just don't see that as an option. No, not not straight away. Um, uh, and like I say, respect to Luke. Uh, I hate it when I hated it when like, oh, Barnes is coming to Newcastle. We're going to get Barnes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Newcastle fans suddenly turning into Man United and Arsenal fans. Uh, so I don't like doing it to other clubs. But I don't think I see. I don't think Vestergaard would be our automatic first choice when we move up to the Premier League. No, I no. I, I, that's what I imagine. That's what would yeah. happen myself. As much as I, I, I was like. <laughs> I, I, I love him because I love an underdog. And I think after the way that everybody had treated him, to, to come back and say, look look at what I'm doing, whether he would want to stay on, knowing that he's probably might not be first choice, will be interesting. But, yeah, um, this is one I, I can't see happening, to be honest with you. I think I agree with you there. Uh, I'm, I'm not particularly... I don't particularly have anything against it. But, Luna, you look at... Did you mention, um, what was it, Ben? Oh, I've forgotten his name now, the youngster that started. Ben Nelson. Ben Nelson. Did you mention him? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he's obviously being groomed. Well, that sounds wrong, doesn't it? But you know what I mean? He's being groomed. <laughs> <to come through>. <laughs> <laughs> Nelson, the youngster's being groomed. Breaking yeah, news. Yeah, that's for another show, another time. Uh, but no, he's obviously being groomed to come through, isn't he, as, as, as one of those defenders, you know. Um so, so yeah, I can't see that happening. Um, the last one we're going to look at in, in detail here, um, Dalio from uh, Manchester United, who again has stated he wants to stay at Man United, but then again, who wouldn't? Uh, you know, as bad as things are going there, but sent out on loan, not worked out. Um, thoughts on him? I mean, when you've seen him play, he's had he has shown he has got the quality to it. Um, I'm a bit concerned though because, like, um, like Carvalho, um, not more more for the fact that this is second player that has gone on loan somewhere and hasn't worked out. Now you do have to ask yourself why hasn't it worked out as as. What was there a, an agreed playing time, and he's not keeping to it? And it, but then you ask yourself, well, why isn't he getting that playing time? What is that? What is their manager seeing or not seeing that's warranting him not being picked or picked enough 
for 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 Liverpool and Man U respectively to want their players back and try and send out elsewhere. Mm. Um, he's young. He has got the hunger, and as I, I I do love good old Mark, good old um, good old Kevin um, as a backup to Steffi Mavadidi, but. And this may be the only area I really see this being being something we may need to invest in on on on, a, on use our one loan space up. Um, would be a backup in case Mavadidi was to suffer a touchwood there, if you can hear that, um, an injury of some some degree, you know, like Indeedy and was out for the majority of the rest of the season. It would I maybe would say that is an area. I'd like to see us be able to bring in. So if the option's there to, to loan, um, I mean, it's a bit strange, you think, with the, the crisis at Manchester United, there'd be a bit of fire draw going on there. But well, fair played, play. Played his first game for United in over two years on the 30th of December 2023 um, as a late substitute in the 2-1 defeat away to the <laughs> Oh, well, maybe we don't get them. If he can't, if he can't play and we beat Forest, no, but you know, he obviously feels he can get into United. He maybe feels more. Look, I just need someone to give me a chance of running the side and let me prove my worth. But again, I ask the question: Is he going to want to come and play second fiddle slash squad player to Steffi Mavadidi? Because that's what that's what you've got with this team, Chris. Right now, this is why I think we've both said. It's not a huge necessity for us to do business in this window because of the quality of, and, and of the squad in its entirety right now. I mm. would take him as long as he's happy to work hard and understand that he's going to be second choice. And Man again, United would have to be happy with that. Yeah. Again, do we bring him in because we are losing, um, uh, what's he called, um, Kevin at the end of the season? Yeah. Uh, and then again, Chris, sorry to interrupt you, but again, we've got Marcel and, and McAteer's versatile can play on that side. And McAteer exactly. is going to struggle to get in the team unless he's fighting, um, you know, Mavadidi for a spot because he's not removing Fatui from there. So, hmm. oh, now I thought about it a bit more. Is, is it that necessary? So maybe not. <laughs> again, I can't believe I'm saying that. No, no, but again, you know, the big thing is with signings, and I think this is what the transfer window has done to us as fans and being in the Premier League as well, is we expect signings. Yes, yes. You know? uh, oh, it's a... If you remember under O'Neill, we only ever seemed to sign anybody right at the end if we were desperate. You know, we, do we have to buy? No. Is it better value to bring youngsters through? Of course it is, because they know... And like you, I think it was you that said, you know, all our... You know, our under-21s, our under-18s, they're all playing the Enzo way. So that when they yeah. come up, you know, they're not going from a 4-4-2 to the 4-2-3-1 or something like that. They're coming up from a 4-2-3-1 to a 4-2-3-1. So they know exactly what, you know, what they're doing and what's expected from them in their in their positions. So, you know, and we'll be talking uh, more about uh, Marcel tomorrow night. But, um, yeah, th there's... If we can bring players through, Nelson, look, okay, it was Millwall. Improved as the game went on, there's no doubt about that. Um, yeah, yesterday, on, yeah, yesterday, wasn't it? I'm losing track of my yeah. dates. Um, yeah, he, he did nothing wrong. 
Macho did nothing wrong, didn't particularly stand out, but he did nothing wrong. Uh, you've got, like you say, you know, um, Masonwi, uh, wherever it's pronounced, on you know, ready to break through. Let's not forget Alvis and um, oh god, who's the other one? Braybrook, um, yeah, to break exactly. Um, uh, and McAteer, you know, these are all youngsters that when called, well, most of them when called upon and haven't been injured this season have come on and done a bloody good job. Uh, why go out and spend 10 million on somebody when you've got these players that know the system because they've been playing that system in the lower leagues and can come through, let's face it, for absolutely nothing? Yeah, I've, we, we've always spoke highly and, and noted on many a show when we've talked about it, the, the quality, um, uh, uh, you know, that's in, in our youth system. Mm. You know, it's brilliant. I think it's great that they have the under-18s and the under-21s and the under-15s and all working from the age groups, working towards how the first team play because it just makes that transition easier. And it, I feel, I don't, I don't know if you do, I'm sure some statistics... Uh, guru could work it out but it, it feels like if you train them that way you get more success rate of players that come through the academy at a higher level and we've had some fantastic ones we've been very fortunate compared to a lot of other clubs we've been very blessed with youngsters that have gone on to become first team talents far more than, than, than the majority of the 92 teams uh, in, in this league so it's great to see and yeah we've got such a bright future ahead of us of, in terms yeah. of talent we've got yeah. uh, and we probably haven't even seen some of them yet like you said no. as scott says there uh agree with what you're saying uh but it's it's good to rotate players yes it is uh but we've only got 25 players we can rotate all right the fa cup's a little bit different because you don't have to stick with your squad um and i think it's you know we actually saw yesterday though the strength of our squad, you know, yeah, because there were all yeah. the players, even though you know the Nelsons and the and the Marcells haven't seen much game down, they are part of the squad anyway. Um, so we weren't sort of picking youngsters out like we did a few seasons ago. That said, they didn't let us down, and we, we won that game against Watford. Uh, more so, did better than the senior players did in the following round against Forest. Uh, so but again, you know, we can only we can only use those 25 players but the point scott makes here uh do you see alvis or baybrook etc going out on loan i don't see why not brad what do you think i don't see why not um they've had a long injury um and a long recovery uh though so it would be good um you know i'm sure enzo is kind of definitely catching an eye over them making sure because i think Braybrook had a setback or Alvarez had a setback, which means, you know, they're a little bit off off the ball of where they wanted to for their initial return. But they have been out there and it, it, the quicker you get minutes back under their legs and they can get the confidence back, uh, it would be beneficial. Mm. And again, I, from what we've seen of them, Chris, it isn't a lot granted, but they're both very young. I also wouldn't be adverse about them being on the bench you know, ready to come on if necessary in games this season. I think the loan would be more ideal and more beneficial to them. But yeah, I, I'm I'm happy either way if we keep hold of them because I can see them making an impact off the bench. Yes, yes. 
like I say, it's a great position to be in when we, you know, when was the last time you were able to sit here in a transfer window and go, look, if we don't buy anybody, not the end of the world. It's been a, no, yeah, <laughs> ever happened to be honest with you. Um, but uh, let's just quickly uh, have a look at uh, this. Coming up next on Leicester Till I Die TV. Well, coming up next uh, is at 7.45 tomorrow. It's an extra show. It is the FA Cup um, fourth round draw. That's 7.45. That will just be a very sort of quick 20 minutes just to to cover the draw. Leicester City are number 13, Brad. Ooh. Hopefully it's unlucky for our position when they get drawn against us. That'd be nice. I know I asked you this um, yesterday. Uh, but I'm going to ask you again because it's a different show. Um, lower league team uh, or Premier League team where it doesn't really matter whether we go through or not, as much as, as, much as we want to win, obviously. Honestly, this season, the priority is promotion. So for me, I think this team could hold its own already. This team could really hold its own against a mid-tier Premier League side. At the end of the day, as good as a nice cup run is, Chris, I'd rather go out in the fourth round at home to Manchester City mm-hmm. than I would struggle and limp to a replay against Bristol City and, uh, you know, crap, you know, a League One opposition like, um, you know, Blackpool getting taken to a replay. So, you know, I'd rather, I'd, I'd rather get Man City. You failed to beat Blackpool today. Oh, some Tim Pot tree team called uh, Tossingham Forest or something like that. Not Forest, I believe they're called. Not Forest, that's the yeah, that was them. I'm glad you Oh, Luke, hello, sorry. Oh, I sorry. Hey, did I say I accidentally said Tim Pot? No, we'll edit that out. You'll never hear it. Don't worry. No, no, no. We'll edit it out. It's not live. Nobody's watching. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, he says, "Let's be having you again." I was speaking to Doug earlier. Uh, poor old Arsenal season's going like. Oh, right. right. Isn't it? Um, the chances are we're probably going to get the football, isn't it? For the third time this well, not third time this season, well, third time this season because we had them in the cut in the pre season. So, um, may, maybe it's um, third time lucky. Who knows? Um, for who, who's managing Forest now? Uh, that is the ex Wolves manager, oh, yeah. Nuno, Nuno yeah. Esperanto, yeah, who, who, who did so well at Spurs, yeah. That's the one. That's the one. That that one. Yeah, him. Yeah, him. He was only he was only eighty ninth choice Spurs manager. It's not like they didn't publicly reject seven other managers before they picked him. How embarrassing! That is very true, and he probably made a lot of money out of them sacking him. Um, but uh, I, I I want Forest. Uh, I want mine Spurs. To be honest with you, um, no, no, I don't like Spurs. We went through a weird phase of drawing Spurs out in the third round for about four years out, three out of four years. Right. They struggled on Friday night against Burnley when it was a wonder goal. It's Spurs in the cup, mate. Why do they always struggle? I know, but they did actually go through 1-0 against Burnley. Obviously, winning is something Burnley doesn't want to do. Um, But, um, yeah, I do like their manager, though. I do like... I've seen somebody was asking him, could he imagine himself holding, you know, holding trophies? He said, I have to just just look at me pictures, mate. Oh, (laughs) yeah, there's that, yeah. (laughs) 
fantastic. So that's coming up. Look, 7.45 tomorrow. Um, join us for the FA Cup fourth round draw. That means, because we're doing that at 7.45, and we know that that will not start at 7.45, um, although it's the FA Cup, so you never know, uh, that the debate show is going to be going on uh, starting at 8.30. So rather than 7 o'clock, the debate show is on at 8.30, and we're going to be joined by Neil from Beyond the 90. And what we're going to be looking at there is, uh, in the debate show, is the FA Cup fourth round draw. So we'll be discussing who we've got. Um FA Cup players, uh, which so the FA Cup, which players state to claim possibly to to be in the start, uh, starting eleven. Uh, Enzo striker conundrum. Uh, there's a big word for uh, Sunday night. Um, for Tarwu's Afcon decision. So they're going to be the main topics, and then obviously at the end we'll be taking your questions for the panel, and then we'll be all rounding it up with our new feature, chat shit get banged, which is basically the same as the old feature, Monday Mayhem just renamed because i like chat shit get banged um but uh, there we go brad thank you so very much sir uh i'll see you for episode two hopefully um once we uh, once something happens or, or or a a quick show if we actually go and sign anybody do do yeah. tell all about uh, your plans if you ever get back to manchester uh, yeah, <laughs> you may have to retire <laughs> down in uh, St Ives. Oh, that wouldn't be that wouldn't be a tragedy if I had no. to. Um, no. But no, um, yeah, go and check out LTI TV. Uh, L easy for me to say. LTI, help me out here, Chris. I can't say it. Might be tongue tied. LTI TV two. Ha! There we go. We'll we'll edit that out. It's not live. Uh, yeah, I run that channel, Kurt Chris. It's there for the women's football, Leicester City's women's. Uh, they're obviously on a break at the moment. They're all coming back from their winter break. So once that's all back, and I do eventually pass immigration into Manchester from the Cornish. We're not separate islands. We must, I must be speaking in a Cornish accent so much. I don't think I live there. But yeah. I will get back there and that will start. And also, it's uh, not just for that. If you love a good football quiz... I have one in the works uh, coming soon in this new year. So go and show me some love and support on that. You'd be forever grateful for it. I'll be forever grateful for it. And I promise you content will be coming to that channel soon. Just search LTID TV 2. You see, I can say it. Uh, oh. <laughs> that's 3, 2, 1. Um, and the link, though, <laughs> if, if, you, if, if you can't remember it, because it's a difficult one, the link is in the description below on youtube and don't forget on sunday i'm off to write it now uh it's the bbc um sport web page uh just go to bbcsport.com forward slash lcfc and on a tuesday you will be able to read fans voice um guess what i'll be talking about so here we go thanks very much brad have a great rest of the week that's that's fit well what's left and um, I will speak to you during the week, no doubt. And don't forget, Prediction League will be back on Friday. Yay! I'm dreading doing the maths, mate. I feel like Santa checking the naughty and nice list the day before work. I'm dreading doing it all out. Because you, you know what? I'll have to check it. 
Do you know what the worst thing is, mate? What I'll do is I'll, I'll do the right maths and write it down, then I'll type it up for you and get it wrong typing it up. I'm, I'm just, I'm a genius at it. I'm brilliant. God help us all. That's all I can say. Yeah, all I, all I can say is Doug's gone from like a hundred, two, nearly 200 points to minus 15. I don't know how that happened, but that's what the maths have worked it out. I'm not going to argue with that. Not going to argue with that one. Look, thanks to everybody that was in the chat. Thanks to Brad uh, for, for joining me on that one. Do appreciate it. Uh, two shows tomorrow, 7.45, the FA Cup draw, fourth round, and 8.30, uh, Let's Talk Leicester, the debate show. Thank you to everybody that's been watching on YouTube, also listening on uh, your favourite podcast platform. Thank you for lending us your ears. I'm going to try it again for the first time in the new year. Tonight, it's good night from me. And it's good night from him. Yay! Good night. I remember that. Good night. Thanks for watching. These videos are tremendous. You'd better like them too, or I'll be back. The Talksport Fan Network is the ultimate on-demand destination for the UK's best fan-led football podcasts. Including Leicester Till I Die, independent analysis and reaction for the Foxes faithful. The Talksport Fan Network. Unbeatable club-dedicated content created by the fans for the fans. Follow the podcast on the Talksport Fan Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ultimate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? A participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.